Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, let's kick the shit off. Okay. No, and that's good. <laughs> what? Welcome to Mixed Reactions, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, snowflakes and trumpets. Uh, that's perfect, actually. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. That's what it is, then. All right, let's get the show started. Uh, current events. What's going on? We got the got a little Supreme Court nomination going on. Uh, I think it was a safe I, pick for Trump. I was going to say it right off the bat. I thought it was a safe pick for him. It's hard to I agree. That. Uh, I mean, it's it's an establishment judge. Uh, doesn't really have like anything too radical. I think the Democrats are going to pick stuff to to nitpick, regardless of who he picked. Uh, but in reality, I think it's the best case scenario. I agree. I don't think it's the best case scenario for conservatives. I think they're uh, they're not having much of a shit fit as Democrats are. But I don't think oh, they're yeah, excessively no, no. happy. No, I I agree. Like if you're if you're hard if you're a harder conservative, you're probably not happy with the pick. But basically, Trump managed to make no one happy. Yeah. So what's changed? <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell seemed pretty happy. I think. I think. I think Turtle Lord loved it. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, yeah, I agree. I think he, he shot right down the middle to make sure no one was very happy with it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who are worried about this pick. Uh, you know, people were already saying how it was going to be a bad pick before it even got announced. People denouncing it. They're all, like, scared that, you know, he was going to, like, end marriage immediately and he was going to reverse Roe versus way over we can nice. that. We, is, is gay marriage at risk? Is abortion at risk? Are, are cats and dogs living together? Uh, actually, he has, I think he has gone on record saying he is more for upholding precedent. Uh, so I don't think it's as much of a risk. I think it's more like small pot shots at abortion like they've been doing over the years. Is right, right. just going to be more par for the course. There might be some bigger decision, but when they uh, earlier this month when they announced that uh, the the free speech case with the uh, I think it's crisis pregnancy centers mm-hmm. out in California, I think that was the big one for the for this year and probably for next year too. Where it was, I think the they don't have to come out and say that they're anti-abortion. I'm not, I can't remember exactly what the case was, but it was a win for pro-life. I mean, we're, we're all about winning. <sighs> Whoever gets them. It's awesome. Yeah. At least somebody's winning. <laughs> uh, am I going to get my win? <laughs> what else is in the news? Uh, Well, they're really are... just focusing in on the trade deal right now with China. It seems like they're just the only thing they're speaking about at the moment. Tariffs, tariffs, tariffs. Yeah, we love tariffs. Uh, it, it seems it seems like a it just it's a terrible idea. I don't <laughs> I I can't for for the for the Republicans who've all been more about free trade. I don't I can't fathom why they aren't coming out harder against it, other than the fact that it is Trump. I support that party. Can't yep, go against the they're, they're worried about I mean, their base. Being and while I don't them. agree with that, I don't agree with what he's doing. He's actually following through with what he said he was going to do in the campaign. He said he was going to be tough on China, and now he's doing it. So 
I mean, he's doing what he said. Not a lot of politicians do what they say. Yeah, I'm not saying he's doing anything good, but he's doing what he said. Like he said a lot of things. Uh, I mean, he's not everything he said is good, though. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know, I followed through on this, but I destroyed our economy, which was actually doing well, which was a, a pretty hard point <laughs> to fight him on in his presidency. Like I discussed before, though, our economy is booming right now, so it takes a little bit of hit from this radical movement here, which things like that will cause a hit temporarily. When Trump got in, he had a big hit on the economy real quick. But what happened? It rose back up. Things regulated. Things worked out. Let's just wait and see and see what happens here. See if China actually reacts the way that they say they will. I mean, might wait and see. I really think it's a wait and see. Though. Yeah, I mean, tr- China has already retaliated by slapping an equal number or equal price tag of uh, tariffs yeah, back on us. Yeah, for Ted on that. Exactly. Uh, today they announced, uh, U.S. has announced a two, another $200 billion worth of tariffs. Only this yep. time it's not on little little supply chain stuff. It's actually on meta products, so the complete finished goods. Uh, I think uh, stuff like mattresses, um, more common household goods. Mm-hmm. That's So how do you think uh, it's going to affect the bottom dollar? How's that going to affect the real people? How's it going to affect me and you? What's that going to do to us? Uh, probably, I would say it's going to be raising prices on... It'd be raising prices more on common rather than... I'm back. We got him. Continue. Oh, cool. Good. That was the weirdest thing. We were talking about uh, conspiracy stuff and everything gets shut down. It's like coast to coast. We can't go conspiracy time already. They're making the frogs. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so what did I miss whenever I went away? Uh, almost nothing. He's just kind of talking about the ramifications of the economic, bleh, ramifications of the economic policy, which, uh, I mean, it's pretty much just going to raise prices. That's... It's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. It's hard to stand up for Trump. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I, I do want to see the long-term effects and see if it actually does turn out. I mean, he wouldn't have done it unless it benefited somebody. So I want to see who benefits, at least follow through. If it find out who benefits the most, and then go from there, you know. If it benefits us, cool. If it doesn't benefit us, then who yeah. is it so we can go after him? <laughs> I mean, not actually pitchforks and everything, but mental I mean, pitchforks. Let's get the pitchforks out, man. As long but, uh, as we don't get out any tiki torches, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for August. Pitchforks are okay. Tiki torches, not I can't okay. They're going to do a unite the right to. Uh, that's it's just a crazy idea. And like Dude, I was saying before, question, think, are they going to bring the tiki torches back? I mean, that was a very, very big symbol for them. Right. And are we getting tiki torches? While it wasn't for their side, it definitely got noticed really quick for wrong reasons, of course. But yeah, yeah. as they yeah, say, yeah. any publicity is good publicity, but I don't think that's very <laughs> I don't know. What I, I don't know what, coming from that. I don't know what Kessler is trying to do. I I honestly don't. It doesn't make sense. Why Why would he try to do that so close to midterms coming up? Put something else like that that shines the right or Republicans in a bad light. We are going just conspiracy a, mode. I mean, it's not conspiracy. That's political too. He's part of the political group. That's true. He's That's getting true. in there and trying to campaign for the right side, unite the right. And I think politically, they're gonna if they let him go through with this, 
or whoever's orchestrating it, they're, they're going to deal with some damage. It hurt the right last time that happened. It hurt them quite a it bit. definitely did. And I can't see it going any smoother or less controversial than last time. Right, I mean, right. God forbid somebody else dies this time and it starts something. Right, I mean, that right. Would the perfect I mean, they, storm for... they can show up as calm and casual they want if Nazis show up and just kind of shimmy in there with them. I mean, they're, they're just fucked as they were last time. Yeah, agreed. It's same and for the other I side. Did. If Antifa shows up and starts, you know, doing whatever crazy shit they do, same sort of thing. What, more uh, what are you guys though. talking about now? Tiki Back. Torch March. You not the right part too. Return of the Tiki Torch. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, that, uh, I don't You're talking know. about potential oh. bad optics, which it's almost guaranteed. Um, uh, your old, yeah. old pal's Antifa, I'm sure, will will have a little presence. I. Uh, yeah, I like I, after I, after I watched some videos, I watched uh, CNN did a little piece on him almost a year ago. Yeah, uh, watching that that video on uh, about the the latest uh, Portland protests that happened, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Eat both sides. Both sides are terrible. Pretty if you bad. come if you come if you come to a protest with weapons, you're you're the worst. Pretty much. You're not there. You're not there to to make a, a statement. You're you're there to hurt people. It's, and that's why I really think that the news really has it out for Donald Trump. We don't like him, and for good reason. But then they do bullshit like this, where they play games and say, "Oh, well, he said it was on both sides, so he's a Nazi too." And it's like, no, it's obvious to anybody who was paying attention even back then and had been following along with what Antifa and those groups are doing. They're not good either. And now they finally show their lights for everybody. I mean, if people are still on their side, I don't know what to say for them. Pretty much simple. Yeah. I mean, even I'm I, pretty I, sure it was at the the Tiki Torch March. Wasn't Antifa there? I think they had uh, water balloons full of feces and urine that they were chucking at the other side. I don't remember that getting reported much. Ah, uh, that I wouldn't doubt it. But the other side definitely came geared for war. Oh yeah, like this, they they definitely. I mean, they did kill somebody. Well, that well, I mean, you dude. say that it's not like they were all <laughs> standing up and cheering. Yeah. That well, but I mean, someone did die. Like yeah. that's. Like that is the example of why I'm done with it. Like yeah. learning about people bringing weapons stuff. It's like that's what's going to end up happening. It's, like it's right a now, game we of have escalation. Exactly. Uh, you can you can look up videos on uh, anybody can look up videos on that Portland protest, and you can hear bombs going off in the background. And regardless of how like actually dangerous those are, they could have just been loud or something. It's still it's still. Uh, mind games, on like a terrorist. It's not a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's it reminds me too much of like terrorist videos you see. Literally, oh, yeah. Charlottesville, it's... someone running someone over with a, a car. You see that in various incidents in Europe. I mean, bombs going off in the streets yeah, and it's the other videos. Of terrorism. These, yeah, these, it, and it doesn't matter what side. If exactly. if you're doing it, you are trash. I don't care what your motives are controversial statement <laughs> against random violence <laughs> oh my god all right you heard it here the first lib- folks the liberal the liberal is against random violence what it came out against random violence uh, well uh rip your political career i'm sorry it's, it's not gonna take off with <laughs> it liberal, be liberals <laughs> against random destruction that way it's lard for the for the <laughs> first like Start it up. Get the shirts made. Get the hashtag <laughs> trending. Sorry, sorry, everybody else. 
Uh, so, uh, are conservatives still getting heckled everywhere they go? Is that still a thing? I hope every politician gets heckled wherever they go. I'd love it if every politician got heckled. I think there's been random, isolated incidents here and there. There's people getting run out of restaurants and whatnot. I think we were talking about that the other day, uh, as far as the... Do we do we support... I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to publicly confront any political figure. You try to get answers out of them and whatnot. But... Where are we drawing the line on that? Is it, can you go into a restaurant and run them out? Can you go to their house and scream outside their house? Like, where's where's the line on this? Uh, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you're not hurting the business. I, I whatever, it's all fair game. If you're the not, if you're never, not actually doing violence, never... oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's 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 basically all I'm saying. Like to me, if it's in a public's place, like restaurants. As long as you're not damaging the restaurant or hurting somebody, uh, it's still it's a public place. I so mean, let's hypothetically, you're in a restaurant, you're having a meal. There's mm-hmm. someone, you know, a couple tables back. You you don't even know they're there. A uh, couple dozen people come in, just screaming at the top of their lungs. You're a murderer. You're you know whatever else. You're a terrible person. Uh, you're just mm-hmm. they're trying to have dinner, and they're disturbing your dinner as well as theirs. Is it is it still? I mean, if it. If you want to talk about like it technically being like a misdemeanor, like disturbing the peace, sure. But I mean, I'm not even getting protests... to like the actual legal ramifications of it. I mean, just as general uh, practices, oh, okay. morality, is it worthwhile? I mean, I think everybody's gone to a bar where you're just trying to chill and hang out with your friends, and then stuff happens and people get in a fight, and the whole atmosphere sure. is ruined. But anyway. you don't feel especially. You're not supporting those people that got in the fight, though. You might not be supporting. Either side, if you're just at a restaurant, I mean, right, right. A lot, a lot of people we know and talk to are pretty strong, opinionated on on political issues. But mm. there's just as many people that really don't care one way or the other. Right, right. So what I'm trying to nail down is just... these people who are doing it should they have more consideration for everyone they're affecting and not just their political aim? I mean, you can mm. support the act, but should they just be more considerate? Depends on I the don't... issue. If it's an issue that hits you close to heart then those people need to know about it, too. If you really feel that strong about it, then, hey, you're caught in the crossfire. It's it's a war. It's a war of words, a war of ideas. Just because we're not in the streets and beating each other up, that's, I mean, I don't agree with getting in there and start yelling and disrupting the peace, saying, hey, let's have a conversation right now. And if they're not about that conversation, then you're going to have to make it about that. That's a good because point, Because how else are you going to talk to them? Are we going to relate? Are we going to wait on them to talk about it in their next Congress meeting or anything like that? They're probably right, not going right. to say anything about would it. it be more we, effective, we oh, sorry. Would it be more effective to Go approach ahead. these people and try to start a conversation instead of just telling them, you're not welcome, we hate you, disappear? I think that comes with the status of how we don't have a direct communication to our politicians, where we don't have right. a direct link to be able to have that one-on-one conversation. By the time you finally get there, you're so frustrated that you just blow up. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's that's what happens. They've been waiting for so long to talk to this person. Maybe they've avoided them here. Or maybe they didn't get a chance the previous time they tried to talk to them. And then by the time it happens, it just comes out bad. bad. Yeah, it would be nice if they could have a conversation. But you know what's going to happen? They're not going to want to talk to some random person. They're going to want to talk in a nice, calm, relaxed setting and be able to watch every single word they say because that's what a politician does. They don't have a real conversation with anybody. That's a good point. That's my opinion. I'm with you. I'm with you. What what 
protests worked that did not garner attention. Like, if you're protesting something and you're trying to bring an issue to the fore uh, to get people around, to, to inform people, which one has worked where you have, it's been quiet and minded their manners and has been civil? I mean, a decent point, but... I, I agree with you to a point, but it does lead toward that old slippery slope of getting into <laughs> something just a little bit worse than what it needed to be. But that does, like I said before, that comes to the territory. Sometimes you just, you got to go for it and hope for the best. If it gets violent, well, why was it getting violent? That's the real question you got to ask. Why has it got to the point where people are getting violent with each other? Maybe yeah. there is a bigger issue that needs to be discussed. I think it's kind of comes down to a chicken or the egg type of thing, where these people tracking these people down because they've had this issue they wanted to bring up with them for so long? Or is it because the media has been showing them nonstop children are being separated from their parents? Go find these people. Well, if if we want to talk about media messaging, we can. That's a, that's a whole <laughs> that's, other thing. That, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But uh, I'll say without even worrying about it, the media promotes terrorism in our country. They promote it and they love it because that means more ratings for them. That's All simple right, as uh, 7-11, 2018, Rip Rob's political career. <laughs> I'm not running for president. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my I'm just trying to get my voice heard. A voice that a lot uh, of other people are afraid to say. A lot of other, a voice that a lot of other people are afraid to afraid of the ramifications of what they say. I'm not afraid of that. I believe in free speech. I'm not I'm not saying that we need to go kill anybody or anything like that. No, I'm not. That's good. You get that. That doesn't fall under free speech. <laughs> this is all state. <laughs> Two weeks later, Rob's in the ICE detention center. <laughs> Again. Where he belongs. Separated from my mother. Oh, Rip Nate's political career. <laughs> <laughs> and Man, we're, not, we're not getting it. There you go. Cancel, cancel the show. We're done. <laughs> uh, it does, that does, that does kind of bring me, bring up a, interesting thing i was wanting to get your guys info on it or opinion on it there is a, a representative in texas names mg mj hager okay. and she had i don't know if you've seen this political ad it it's like probably the best political ad that's ever been made it doesn't it's not very attack oriented it's very positive she's a combat vet um and she goes through like all these goes over and kind of discusses all she, these obstacles she's had in her life. And right. she was actually one of the plaintiffs that sued the Pentagon to allow women to have combat, to be in combat operations. I got you. Like frontline. All right. Uh, during this ad, she mentions how she was trying to lobby like her representatives in Congress to get on her side and mentions that she got doors closed in front of her which i think actually the ad's called doors um yes i'm yeah. looking it up on one, yeah one of them uh one of the one of the people told her it's like you're not you're not a donor you're not one of our donors so we don't have time for you uh -huh. so at the end of the ad she talks about how they won the case and then she goes back and she's like wait a second you don't have time for me because i'm a I'm not one of your donors. That's not right. So she is running against him for it, for Trump. the House of Representatives. Yeah, in That's Texas. A, it's a strong strong position to be going at the guy. Yeah, I mean, what, what's interesting is in her ad, she mentions he's a Tea Party Republican, which 
I mean, their whole the whole stick with the Tea Party back in 2010 was that they were Washington outsiders. They're not right. they're not part of the machine. And in this ad, she accuses him of basically doing exactly what the Tea Party was running against. Of course, politician in 2010. And uh, is that is that where people should be heading for? Like more, there should be more grassroots people running against and calling out these politicians regardless of side right or left yeah no matter where you are on the political spectrum the old guard that's been there just for life i think we can all agree they need to go there are so very few congressmen and women that have really earned their due so i think the grassroots uprising is it's just the way to go and the tea party comes along you're like oh this is it this is oh wait no no all right yeah i mean but even if but at least we see with like like I'm gonna bring up Bernie. <laughs> Bernie warning. I want to have a sound it's, effect for that. Burning. <laughs> Burn your enthusiasm. Oh. Bernie time. Let's go. Even even then, like. Yeah, he'd been in Congress forever, but that was just that similar grassroots root swell, and it just gets slammed. And there's like no, and gets uh, gets cheated out of his nomination by the establishment. He did the grassroots kind of slam players, up against I mean, the political machine. Them. Yeah, and then this uh, MJ here in, uh, over in Texas, she runs. Is the same thing going to end up happening to her, where she gets? Very upbeat. Like, if you haven't seen the political ad, you need to watch it, regardless of how you, of your views on things. It's it's very well done. Uh, we can play it on right. here, but that probably has some legal ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Put a link in but the description. I, there you go. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're on the show next time. There you go. Like, hey, we're uh, an upstart show. We're not we have zero viewers. You should uh, let us real. interview you. What's, I mean, I just don't see, like, it's, I think that's the way to go, but I don't, don't know what what can be done to overcome that establishment. I think it's just a matter uh, of Unless you're a filthy, filthy rich reality star. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of attrition. You know, the grassroots movement, having these people come up out of nowhere who are just your every man, every woman. Donald Trump kind of laid the establishment or laid laid the groundwork for that. You know, he was a celebrity and he got his voice heard through there, but he's also an outsider who came in without a political background. That showed that somebody without a political background could possibly make a difference. Maybe it doesn't take all these lawyers and all these people that we've always been told are the ones that are supposed to lead us. Maybe they're not the ones that are for a better future. Maybe we do need one of us in there to get something changed. I feel like there's two fundamental problems. People like us don't want to be in political office because we're not craving that power. And it's not about craving power. You got to crave change, actual change. I suppose that's true. You have a point, Joe. So, <laughs> like, I cut you off there. I have one guy at work who is very hardcore libertarian sure. to the point to where he he believes that Abraham Lincoln took gave too much power to the federal government. All right. <laughs> so I mean, very very hard conservative. Yeah, but. When uh, we were talking, I talked to him a little bit after Trump uh, was elected, and he said that Donald Trump was the wrong answer to the right question, is the way he kept describing it. 
was that you needed someone who could be completely outside the machine that could get people behind them. But to him, it's like it should. It, it's not Trump. Like Trump, Trump rode in what should have been what changed everything for the better. I agree with that. I think, which I I think that's what Rob was trying to say. So yeah, just yeah. Kind of I'm, I'm with you on that. I think. I don't think an actual grassroots person could have done what Trump did. I think Trump's more of a stepping stone because he's the outsider-ish, even though he already had all the connections and whatnot from him doing his, you know, Trump stuff. I think (laughs) (laughs) the fact that he's an outsider is more of a stepping stone. It's like, okay, he had the connections. That's what got him in. Now we can get more and more grassroots with future presidents. Not that we will, but we could. Mm -hmm. I feel like the door's ajar on that now. Yeah. Because there's. Some... And, and, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say there's hardly a person in this country who thought Trump was going to win. I think even the people voting for him did think he was going to win because you can't beat the establishment. But then he did. And then he well, became and... the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's You kind of get that too with, uh, like, during the election when, when Bernie was running. A lot of the things that Bernie was saying, I mean, it kind of resonated in the same kind of kind of way that Trump was talking to his base, like the idea of of change, of being different, of actually giving more power to the people to have a say against what has been entrenched in our government for so long. And it doesn't sound like the outsiders them, compared to everybody else. Sure. Yeah. Just, you know, one got screwed by Hillary and the other one screwed Hillary, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone's talking about how Bernie got screwed. They did the same thing to Ron Paul, so. They did him much done that. Uh, I, I told you. I told you. I felt, I felt your pain when yep. Bernie lost. I do remember that. I do remember that. You yeah. put the olive branch out there. It's like, I, 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 know, where, uh, I know where you're coming from now. <laughs> that feeling of derailment. Um. Well, should we get into the main, the main topic? The main event of the evening. To dot. Wait, what were we doing? <laughs> yeah. Well. So the main topic. <laughs> uh, what do you believe is, if you had to pick one, because there's many, the single biggest problem in the country right now? If there's one problem... That you could address, get people talking about, try to fix. What would it be? I think you kind of well, hit it earlier. Yeah, I well, we when we were discussing before before show, uh, we kind of hit on this topic. I do think that the biggest problem we run into, regardless of your your political views, I think is basically the editorializing of facts. The fact that you can listen to. Basically, pick your pick your your news source of choice, and CNN. instead of giving you, there you go, let's go CNN. <laughs> and, and it's true; it's basically turned every headline into clickbait. Oh, you, course, yeah. yeah, you have an article that will have some legitimate facts in there, but they are like one sentence, and everything in between is this is how you should feel, or here's an opinion. You don't get to to form your opinion. 
you don't get to digest the facts on your own right. terms. They don't present the You're... facts for you to interpret. They interpret the facts for yeah. you. Exactly. And that isn't – and I don't see that being isolated to one side or the other. I see everybody being told how to feel. And because of that, you don't – we can't solve issues because these news stations and these these media outlets are fostering fear – and anger, and they lead to extreme reactions, which means you're taking an extreme position on every single issue. So there's no common ground because everybody's so separated. To me, that's the biggest problem because it's not something that affects one opinion, one gender, sexual orientation, any any of the groups that you want to pick. It doesn't affect one of them. It affects all of them. It's uh, so, hard to argue with that. That's that's my, that's what I think is the biggest problem. And I think is, it's a really a symptom of a dying media trying to stay relevant. They can't just present the facts anymore because they're the old technology. There's all these new sources, these new, much faster, much sexier ways to get your information. And they have to compete with that. So they have to have the clickbaity articles just to generate their revenue. And an unfortunate side effect of that is... Exactly what you were just saying. Yep. All our all our media outlets have turned into 4chan. <laughs> it might be a bit much. Right, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe not that extreme. <laughs> but that's that's what I think. If a child found your way to this podcast, do not go to 4chan. Uh, Rob, you want to weigh in? <laughs> well, I agree a lot with Joe, but I'm going to not pussyfoot around the actual issue <laughs> Okay. It's not just, oh, we're doing this for yeah. second reasons. Give it to me, Raw Dog. Let's go. I mean, the media completely knows what they're doing, and each of them knows what their role is. Let's let's not joke around and act like it's not about making money. It's about making money. And it's about making money for the people that are paying for their show so they can stay on the air. So they have to talk about certain things that are beneficial to those groups. And those groups happen to also be tied in as special interests to politicians it's all just one big snake eating itself and somehow we're the only ones getting eaten <laughs> i don't know if that's a perfect analogy but i see where you're coming from <laughs> so like everybody's being used yeah being i mean it's, they're, they're being everyone's it's it's a media culture that's exploiting people instead of informing them Right, and it hits them in right. little sections. I mean, they all kind of speak the same language, even though they're on different channels. They all use the same buzzwords, the same lines. It's almost like they have all the same writers. Anybody who watches, you know, you watch Colbert or, you know, the old Daily Show or whatever, when they show those scenes where all the news media is all saying the same thing over and over again and the crowd laughs, it's like, why are you laughing? This is your legit news, not a comedy show trying to all working together and saying the same thing to you, but in little different ways on different channels different newspapers going to different areas. Like like Joe was saying, they all put their own little spin on it rather than just letting you see it. It's like they want us separated. They want us divided. They want our conversations to not go smooth. They want us to fight. Because when we fight, we don't get anything done. And then they continue on with what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys on both of those subjects. I mean, I'd like to talk more and more about it, but we should probably call it a day from here. Fair enough. I got I got something to work with. We can we can pick this up next time. Um any any closing thoughts? 
All I can say is I'm not as crazy as I look or sound, but I do have some good points to add in every once in a while. I'm a person who's not afraid to say the wrong thing at wrong time just to find out what the actual truth is. I will tell my or I'll call myself out as wrong before anybody else will most of the time. And if I don't, then I'll accept it. It's not about trying to be the right person in the room. It's about trying to be in the room with that person, if you know what I mean. I'm with you. Nice. Um, I guess I can kind of touch on what this podcast is trying to be. Uh, we are not experts in anything. We're just nope. a few dudes kind of having political discussions. We figured, why not start reporting them? Um, we're just trying to have conversations. We're trying to learn. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. We throw these ideas out. We're throwing out what's what I think's in everyone's head all the time, and they're afraid to say because they're afraid what the reaction might be. We're putting it out there, even if it's stupid, even if it's wrong, even if it's right, and just kind of trying to form this melting pot so we can get to the truth at the bottom. I agree. You think you want to add to put a bookend on this, Joe? Till next time. Um. Yeah, I I think that there should be more of this happening. I I really hope that people even even if we're not even if not a whole lot of people are listening, uh I hope everyone that does tries to carry discussions on with either friends, family, even people you disagree with, you'd be really surprised how much uh common ground there actually is. Exactly. When you have an actual discussion, when you actually try to not win an argument, but have a conversation. How much common ground you actually find. Yep. Amen. All right, boys. I think it's a wrap. Okay. Uh, the three people that, that listen to this, uh, join us next week. We'll be back. We'll do it again. Give me one second. No problem. We're about wrapping up now anyway.